How's it going? This is the Get Ranked Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Dre. And we are in Mount Washington, Pennsylvania, overlooking the beautiful city of Pittsburgh. It is July 8th, and this is episode one. This is the big one. It's the first episode. So our podcast, just to give you a little background to know what you're getting into, uh, talks about NBA basketball, NCAA basketball, high school basketball, anything going on in the basketball world. We love to give our opinions, insight, debate. Um, but you know we're aware of other things going on in the sports world. We're not afraid to touch on those things, even though our focus is on basketball. Um, but we also go on music as well. Uh, it being July 8th, two things that I know are big topics right now are LeBron going to the Lakers, signing with the Lakers, and Drake released his album. So, you know, those are two big things that, you know, we will touch on today on our show. But just to give you an idea of going forward, the type of things that we like to talk about. So we have a lot of guys on the show who have played basketball at a very high level, um, been very successful in the game of basketball, but they also understand what it means to be a student athlete, um, going to schools with a lot of academic rigor, um, being able to balance both. They love to give their perspective and their opinions, trying to help young student athletes to focus on you know, how to be a successful student athlete, um, knowing what's important, um, what's really going to help you five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line. And there's not just one opinion. We have people on the show who are now corporate professionals with families and you know doing very well for themselves. <clears throat> and they may not be around the game of basketball other than watching as a fan, playing in their local rec leagues at the local LA Fitness. Um, but we also have people on the show who are still involved in basketball every single day, maybe in a coaching aspect, a trainer aspect, maybe still playing professionally, um, and they're able to give their insight on how you know basketball or their perspective on how basketball has uh, been in their journey. And they you know are also people with families and who would maybe identify basketball as more of a career um, for them. So we love to bring all types of aspects, um, insights, perspectives to give a well-rounded view because we know basketball has all ty- different types of personalities and we like to show that. So uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, so let's get right into it. Our, our co-host for today, we have uh, Devon McLeod. What's up? <laughs> Coming all the way in from Jersey uh, to Pittsburgh to, to do this. So uh, it's a big moment. Yeah. <laughs> six, six hours. Got to be here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Le- Leslie, Leslie Paul J. Leslie, um, he's... From down the street, so not not as much of a commute, but we're glad. Yeah, glad not not people. not a big commute from Southside, <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we can get we can get right into. It. I mean, we want to talk about LeBron, like I said. Uh, we'll talk about summer league. Um, seen some people fill it up. Uh, some yeah. no name people fill it up. Yeah. So we don't want to talk about that. The JBA league. Uh, what Levar Ball is doing. Um, we de- want to get to the Drake's album, that's for sure. That's one thing definitely. Right, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. Definitely gonna talk Drake. Definitely gotta talk Drake. Yeah, we'll we'll be all over the board. So uh let's get right into it. Um so Leslie, let me let me know what you think about uh you know LeBron James and his decision to go to the LA Lakers. I know you know Devon is a fan of the LA Lakers here, so no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna hold him off for a second. We won't hear what he was just Yeah, I I never really liked the Lakers growing up. I was a big Steve Nash fan. Okay. Okay. And I just like the Lakers were just that. Team that could. That team, we could just. <laughs> the Spurs were big too, but the Lakers. Kobe just used to kill us <laughs> all right. the time. 
So I never was a big Lakers guy, but this move like just made sense for LeBron. Like he's in a stage of his career, like he's still obviously dominating, but he's got to set up for the rest of his life, just building that brand, that empire that he wants to build, continue to do. And it's not really going to happen in Cleveland, probably. Right, he right, needs right. to go to a bigger market, teaming up with Magic, someone who's done it to in a level that you know, probably hasn't been seen before in sports. Right. So it just kind of makes sense, you know, get some young talent around him. I don't think he really needs to do anything more for his legacy. Like, he's already – I think – You think he solidified his legacy? I think he point. solidified – I to me, he's not my goat. But that's yeah. another conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, it's funny because I was, like, just going to say, I think what's – like I, I really hate the the greatest Lakers stuff already. Yeah, like he hasn't put the jersey on. He hasn't won anything in LA. I mean, it's coming from a Laker fan, yeah. Yeah. And, and like like a Kobe Kobe fanatic, right? Like, if any way he could, and this, he only has a small window to yeah. do things in LA, could he? Could you ever see him passing Kobe in your mind as a Laker? I just don't think it's it's I possible. Just, I just don't think it's possible. I think talking about him being the best player of all time, I. Uh, it's definitely starting to become a conversation. Yeah. We're talking about greatest Laker. He has to bring championships. Right. Like, Kobe has five championships in L.A. Right. right, like, right. I just, That's true. I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's a, just a tough conversation to uh, to have. So yeah. what, does, what does LeBron have to do in L.A. to, I guess, put himself in a le- legitimate conversation to be the greatest of all time? What do you have to do in this last segment? You're largely saying he's pretty much solidified. Like, is there anything that he can do in this this time in LA that you would put him over Jordan? So, so, his, so, so I, have, I have a quick follow up question to that, right? Which is like, what happens if he takes this Laker team to the champ? Hypothetically, he takes this Laker team through the West to the championship. Through the like, completely, like so they're in so the through cheese. through like if he does that. Like, I don't think it makes him the greatest Laker. I think it does solidify him as the greatest player of all time. Of all time. But, yeah. I mean, did, if I just don't, do if that. he does it through the West, like, if he takes – look at this team, right? This is, this is pretty, but you don't know who else they're going to get. They could they could still make a move. If you're saying – even if, if they make a move for, like, I don't know who they even get at this point. Uh, you know, that Kawhi's talking yeah. more Clippers at this point. Yeah. But uh, – if he even had help, you would still say if he took him to the yeah. West. I think I think if he were to do it without another big free agent signing, it would be unheard of. I th- like even with a big signing, I think it still would be like a very big accomplishment right. for him just to go to another conference that's just been so top heavy, and even the bottom is so competitive. Like the variation in that isn't very big. So I think for him to do that would just be big in itself. I mean, like, like, think about like, think about like free agency for like for a moment, though. Yeah. Right? Um, it's been like the NBA has really created a huge market. Oh yeah. Like with free agency, oh, yeah. like basketball is really a twelve month a year like sport. Right. Like the summertime is actually more exciting. Exactly. I, would, I would make the argument the summer, like I buy NBA league pass every year. Yes. And miss eighty percent of the game still. <laughs> and like until like end of the year playoffs, right. the summer is more exciting oh, than than October, November. <clears throat> like December is like pretty cool because you have the you have the um, you have the Christmas Day games, right. yeah. blah blah. blah. Right. But it's really like the beginning, middle, and the end of the NBA season and off season is probably the most exciting time from a marketing perspective. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's 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 a lot right. of dollars going around, and just like 
in comparison to the NFL where like free agency is not that big of a topic. Right. The other day I was just scrolling through the channels. I stopped on NFL network and they were doing like segments on teams golfing. It was just like, going <laughs> <down>. <laughs> it's the worst thing we could put. Like uh, my room and I were just like, what the, like, this is a slow time for the NFL. We go to NBA TV and it's yes. booming. Yeah. There's, There's headlines so consistently. On, right? Everyone's just on Twitter. It's, like it's, it's, but does the league put a, Here's a question. I think Adam Silver, I think, is in a tough position, though, because, all right, like, yeah, this is really good marketing, but does he put, I mean, take the Warriors, for example. Yeah. Right? There's so many loopholes, like the mid level exceptions, yeah, right, stuff right, like that, right. so they can get the Marcus Cousins. Like, like, does the league step in, like they did, uh, like, with Chris Paul and, <laughs> and, and the Lakers, and, and say, like, okay, well, yeah, this is great and it's exciting for the fans, but the competitive balance is completely off and it's like kind of destroying. It could destroy like, um, I don't know. We're saying it's destroying, but as far as like revenue goes and people watching at the time of year, the playoffs, it's continuously, you know, it's getting ratings. I mean, yeah. it's something that the fans are saying they don't like. You hear about it, you see it on social media all the time, but at the same time, people are still watching it. It was still like a story to talk about. So I don't know if people want to miss out on seeing this great dynasty that may never be something we ever see again. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it, you yeah. know, personally. But I think the Warriors are just doing it the right way. They're doing it. They're they're finding the way, yeah. the way to do it, and they're yeah. doing better than the rest. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I think it's really also forcing teams to re- like really like take a step back and say like, what are we as an organization, and how can we compete? Because right. before you were like t- like my favorite team is the Knicks. And they are past 13 drafts and got <laughs> off. All right. But you see now it's like, all right, like we see what the Warriors are doing. We see how the Sixers have built. We see teams in the East, you know, being consistent, the Raptors, Wizards, Celtics, right. doing it through the front office. Yeah. And so you see teams now are like saying, like, how can we match that? They make a good you know draft pick with Kevin Knox. They're seeing, you know, what else we need to surround KP. I think a lot of teams now are really putting emphasis on front office moves. And I think that overall is going to make a better product to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So you're playing NBA 2K, right? Yes. <laughs> and you, like, let's say, you, if you had to control a franchise um, starting today, you could turn them into a championship team in 10 years. Yes. Let's call it, let's call it five to seven years. Okay. okay. What organization? And it can't. It can't be. It has to be a team that was in the lottery. Yeah, that was in the lottery. It can't. It can't be like you know, like um, a team that's like almost there. Okay. Right? Okay. What team? What team were you going with? You say, wow, I think. You said five to seven. Five to seven. Five, five, five to years. seven. Ooh. Um. Good question. In the lottery, well, I probably would go Phoenix. I was leaning towards Phoenix. I, I mean, had, they had the first overall pick. That's pretty like easy answer with the DeAndre Aiden. I think that's going to be a – I don't know if he's a you know all-time generational type player, but I think he's someone that definitely makes an impact very early in his Booker? career. Devin Booker could him. possibly be someone that would look back you know, 15 years from now and we're saying he's one of the greatest scorers we had in the yeah. game. Um, he can do it. All different ways, and the kid's not even. I don't know if he's old enough to go to a club at this point. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's, he's really doing yeah. things that it's it's amazing, and he really can fill it up. Something like like Kobe, but I don't want to say. I don't. I don't want to say. He, 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 it's funny because he didn't play defense. Like yeah. he didn't have that Kobe defense. Right, 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 right. And, and but, but like on the, did you see this coming out of Kentucky? 
No, 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 no. no. I didn't I, see this. I didn't no. see this at all, but I do remember just like keeping a, like the way that the NBA does a good job, like marketing, like the a combine and, and all these, you know, like player specials. I do remember Calipari saying that he thought that Booker was the best out of all of that class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, that's kind of interesting. And then, you know, like watching his like workouts and him shooting, I'm like, well, he could really like put it up. You know, and then he comes to the NBA. And so would you say, who'd you say out of this last class from Kentucky? Would you say, oh, is there a player that you have in his last draft class that is going to be a, you know, we'll look back and say an all-time great player is this class kind of. <sighs> it's definitely not as deep as, you know, the depth of talent. Yes, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely not. I mean, you know, what's really funny is, you know, it's like watching the summer league and seeing NBA, the game is really, really different. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really, really different. I mean, you see Trey Young struggles early on mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's a lot more physical. Yes. And I think one thing I realized coming out of just being in college and um, coming from high school, it's just the physical toll it takes to just do certain things. Right. How much it affects your scoring ability. Yes. Yeah. It's completely right. underrated. Right. Like going into my senior year, lifting, lifting weights, <laughs> lifting a lot of weights. Right. Not just going in there, doing what I was doing. Yeah. Like, right. The prior three years, but like really hitting. Yes. The iron. It allowed me to be a better scorer, like a lot more efficient. Yes. Just because you're you're able to you're just you're just able to not exhaust as much energy. Right, right. And right. I think I think Trey Young, Trey Young looks out of shape when he when No, he, yeah. he's definitely not strong enough right now at this at this not point at all. in his career. Yeah. And you know, I mean I think we'll see a lot of improvement from other players like Lonzo Ball. But to go back real quick, because I know we all kind of went with the, the Phoenix. I I would also say look out for uh, Sacramento. Sacramento is another team. Yeah, that's another that I, I like I like you have to doing. take a nuclear bomb <laughs> of their management. So yeah so what so what the, the way that question was referenced it's yeah we take ourselves and and and, and make it make ourselves the front office. But that's the worst front office, <laughs> maybe in recorded history. It, it, it's they they made some mistakes. I think oh, Vladi Vladi's holding himself accountable. He's, he's saying, "You, I don't know, he gave himself a deadline. I, I don't know right now, top of my head, that he would say that we're going to be, uh, we're going to yeah. be there." Well, let's hope. So I don't, I don't, but they have a ta- they have a lot of talent. I like Marvin Bagley. I, I, I like I Marvin Bagley. You know, a lot of, a energy. Guy, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. I really like what he brings. I think he can be someone that, you know, like you said, energy. He's yeah. always going to have the energy. So I think with that athleticism and how active he is, he's always going to be. Yeah. He's always going to be involved. So. I think they want him to play the three a little bit, which is which is which is. He's probably a couple years out from playing. <laughs> no, so I was going to say that. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I, I would say like let's not jump the gun right, right, on, right. On, on Marvin Bagley. Like, yeah, somebody up playing him too early. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's a he's a four. Yeah, right. So what other uh, you know free agents we talked about LeBron we went. What other free agents do you guys like, or what other free agents are you waiting for? Um, what plays are you hoping teams will make? Um, what plays are you thinking teams are going to make? Things like that. So we're at the point where we don't know what Melo's going. <laughs> I hope he doesn't come to LA. <laughs> I, yeah. You don't want Melo in LA, no matter what. Don't want him at all. <laughs> no, right? awesome. Don't don't want to touch Melo. Is there someone yeah. somewhere you can see Melo going that is a good fit for Melo at this point in his career? The Orlando Magic. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go to a team with just zero expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a good team, what he does and what he's made 
his millions doing is not going to be effective on a team now. And he's not in shape. I don't think he's in shape. He didn't look in shape last year. He's missing dunks. Yeah. yeah. He's missing layups. So right. it's like, what can he can't be a defender? Like he can really only stand in the corner and shoot, but he doesn't want to do that because he knows how good he's been. Right. So right. it's gonna be hard for him to So you don't like him in Houston, you don't think he'll be a good fit if Houston were to take him? Just the way like their ball movement and how they, you know the, the way stopped. they like switch defensively and like a lot like that go he's better than Trevor Ariza, obviously. But that would be a downgrade, I think, in that position for that team. Especially defensively, you would yeah. be laughing as well. See, it's it's weird with Melo because I would like to see more USA basketball Melo yeah. and less hoodie Melo. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah, I see. Because I think I think hoodie Melo still thinks he's Denver Nuggets early yeah. Knicks Melo, and I think USA basketball Melo was said, "Wow, I'm not starting." Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna hit every. Every th- every wide open three right. imaginable, um, and not put the ball on the floor. Yeah, but he refuses and he's not going to come off the bench at this point. Yeah, his career, he says he wants to be a starter. So I mean, he doesn't even have the mentality that you're saying like he has. In the USA that's team. just I feel like that's like driven by the talent. He's so like on a USA team, he looks around and he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm good, but like, I got Jimmy Butler who can like throw it off the backboard to himself. <laughs> <three seconds. laughs> so Mel's like, all right, I gotta find my lane. Right. And you, that's what. And he, if you look at USC teams, he brings energy. He's a great guy, like to be on the team. Like you know, he is a part of their winning culture. So right. when he when he comes to an NBA team, you could tell that he's looking around and he's like, "I'm better than these people." Right. It, and it affects him yes. emotionally. I think he's he's like one of these like he's an emotional player to me. I think it's hard for him to accept a role. My thing: you got drafted in 2003. Yeah, it's 2018. <laughs> What's the big deal with coming yeah, off the bench? Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it's me. Yeah. But you're still getting paid. Right. If you want you're, a chip, if you want to win a championship, you want to win a championship. Like, just sacrifice. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Come off the bench. You you're still gonna play quality minutes. Right. Yeah. Right. right? You're just not a focal point of a team anymore. Right. What right. What is so hard about just coming? You're you you're successful. Yeah. You're a top fifty player of all time. Right. You're gonna be in a Hall of Fame. Come off the bench. Right. This isn't gonna destroy your legacy. Right. Not at it's, all. it's actually gonna help your legacy. Yes, right. Because right, right, at the right. end of the day, what people are gonna talk about is say, "Wow, how selfless Melo was yeah. at the end of his career." Exactly. To put it, the team in front of himself, I think makes makes total sense. But yeah. he's. I mean, I, I get. I mean, I get the other argument, which is, you know, I've been. Starting my entire career, I'm a top fifty player. Yeah, I don't know. Give me the ball. Right. Right. Give me a ball. But I don't. I don't know. I just don't want to see him mess up the Houston team. Yes, yeah. right. And I mean, we got to talk about the the big move because we did touch on the Warriors a little bit. I yeah. mean, how do we feel about Demarcus deciding to go to the Warriors? Like the way that he left New Orleans. Yeah. And, you know, you, if you're Anthony Davis, you're feeling pretty hurt. You you were in his jersey in the All Star game, yeah, you're thinking you guys are going to come back. And I think it's indicative though of Davis' potential moves. I mm-hmm. think it's also because I, in my eyes, there's no way this went down without them talking about it. What, being two to Kentucky guys, the reason why they went down there was to combat you know the Warriors and have that kind of two big men scenario. Right. I think it was a situation where like they've had some communication. 
and I saw like because you know he's has like the Showtime special coming, right? And I was just reading some like uh, just like snippets from that day and talking to his manager. He said he got no offers, and like he said, it was like a rough night for him. Like right. he couldn't believe it, and he said, "Well, let's start reaching out." Like he knew that he could sign a mid level. Right. Like, so he said, "All right, let's start making calls and see what happens." Do you have a problem with him reaching out to the Warriors first? No, and when they're one of the I first teams they reach out to. He know, like I think it's kind of like a f you to the league. Like mm-hmm. you don't want me. You think I'm that bad? I'm gonna go to a team that's you know that's where they are. Yeah, because they have like generational talent, but also because they learn to work together. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna be a part of it. I'm right. gonna help win. Right. And then you guys are all gonna be in your positions, and then running after me to give me a check. So. You know, I think I think everyone was up in arms about it. I really don't think it's going to be as big a deal. Let me explain. He's not going to be back for the start of the season. Yeah. Right. He's not going to be back for the start of the season. Let's say he comes back December, January, right? Right. He, he's a big guy, he and he hasn't played basketball. I, I stopped playing basketball competitively in 2013, <laughs> right? Right. And – Running on the treadmill is completely different right. than getting up and down the court. Yeah. Um, like when I go to LA Fitness or whatever, <laughs> it's a different it's a different ball game. Right. So he's gonna he's gonna have to get back in shape. It's gonna take him two or three months from that point. So yeah, you get to the playoffs and then he, and then from there he's gonna try to have to find a chemistry with yeah, the team. Exactly. So I think he completely gets that. He I think this is a hey, look, I'm healthy. I'm going to I'm gonna win a championship, right. and then GMs are going to say, oh, the Marcus at the end of the season can run and looks yeah. fine. Let's give him a max deal, or let's give him – I don't think he'll get a max deal. I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll get a max deal the following year. Like yeah. Next year was that, you know, 20, 2019 right. summer. I don't think he'll get a max deal, but I think he'll get, he'll get some quality he'll offers. He'll get set up, yeah. Yeah, I think but I think this is more of a let me show you I'm healthy, yeah. and in turn, let me just win a championship. You like you, you think you think it's a good move. You are you are you for him I, making that move? I I think I, I think him if it was, to the Warriors first. So I think if Demarcus Cousins pre injury made that move, I I think it's terrible. I think post injury, yeah. we don't know at all what type of player yeah, right. he'll be. Right. And I the Achilles injury is probably. I compare that to Tommy John surgery for a for, for a pitcher. Yeah, right. It, it it can end careers. Yeah, yeah. I mean Kobe really, Kobe really couldn't come back from it. Yeah. He, like, he tore his, when he tore his Achilles. It's, he just never was the same player again. I mean, yeah, he was a lot older yes. than Boogie is, but still, it's a it's a really tough injury. Right. Um, and you know, we want to talk about uh, Kawhi Leonard and what's going on down in San Antonio. Um, you know, Kawhi's really been. Coming off as a diva, I would say, uh, yeah. the way of he wants to go here, he wants to go there. I'm hearing he wants to play with LeBron. Then I'm hearing he doesn't want to play with LeBron, doesn't want to play second <laughs> fiddle. He wants to go to L.A. Uh, Pops trying to keep him in San Antonio by any means. Uh, you know, what do you what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to be in, in, in result? Um, and, you know, how is it going to ultimately impact Kawhi's the way we look at him? So, yeah. so, so not the – Jump the gun, and then we're gonna we're gonna touch on our boy Levar Ball later. But <laughs> no one's talking about Kawhi's uncle, right? right. I think Levar Ball is out in the media, out in the media, and you know, he says a bunch of things, tries to get headlines. But all of this is there's a, this random uncle 
that came out of nowhere that's boisterous in the background okay. pulling all of these strings. That's interesting. Right? Yeah, right. But like no one media yeah. like leaves him alone. Yeah, right. Because you always see Ka- Kawhi's camp, Kawhi's camp. And I was gonna ask like, yeah. who is even in that yeah, yeah. camp? I think it's right. his uncle or something. Or something. It has to yeah. be someone that's not, because there's no way an agent would allow some of this behavior. Like I'm not saying, <laughs> I don't want to judge too, like Ka- Kawhi too much in this because I do think it's a narrative whenever in these situations like, you got to trust the organization. You got to, like, they're better. The player doesn't know what's best for them. Right. And we're in a day and age just like, in terms of the amount of money around it, so many industries, you really just have to get your bag immediately. Right. You never know, especially in sports. So I don't want to judge him too much for that, but it just seems like there's just a lot of, like, just fanatics around it. And just like the move, like, they're trying to physically hide him from the Spurs when they go to see him. <laughs> right. Like, what, what is going on? Right. They said, like, but the Spurs goons were looking for him. I mean, this whole thing is like, who is a lot darker than I thought. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, it's just seems, yeah, like, the role of parents just seems like, yeah, LeVar has, because he has his own brand right. that he's trying to dig up. But it seems like parents are involved in all these decisions. Like, I was reading some, why Kyrie wanted to leave Cleveland. His dad wasn't a part of the organization, and they wouldn't give him. Like it's just like, what are these? Like if I had, if I was an NBA player, a um, potential max level player, the people in my camp I want, I want professional people that do this for a living. Like yeah. I'll take care of my family right. after I get the check. Yeah. <laughs> Is there something going on in San Antonio? You see, you know, Kyle Anderson time with the Grizzlies. He's getting yeah. out there. As someone so you would well. think would stay with the uh, with Pop, someone who probably would depend on. Him. Well, the thing about Kyle, I think. Um, San Antonio alumni, but the thing with Kyle though, Spurs can still match. If you just if you just Spurs, if you just Spurs, I mean that's a very surprising contract to be, to be yeah, honest. Right. Yeah, I'm all powerful. He's a Jersey kid. I'm from Jersey. Right. Went to went to. Is it three years, twenty four? No, no, it's um, four thirty seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So they have. I don't. In my opinion, I don't think the Spurs match it. They they end up losing him, and that's. I think they'll end up losing him. Um, but uh, I, in terms of the Spurs culture, I just think it's a different. We're at a different age, man. Like, they're I, not evolving with the times. I think they're kind of staying in there. I think I thought Pop was one that was good at evolving, but it's looking like right I, now. I, I think, but he runs the. I think Pop runs the tight ship. I, I think about it as Phil Jackson trying to run the triangle. In, in the, <laughs> the post, like post, yeah. post the Lakers right, right, years, right, right, right. and like when everybody's when it's like running gun shooting threes, right. you know you're you're like playing through the post, right? <laughs> you're, like, right. you're like playing through the post in like you know 2013, 2014. Like yeah. it, just, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. You gotta tra- you gotta change with the change with the time. I think this I think it's harder to get like a younger talent that wants to maybe play a certain way. Yeah, you know maybe present yourself a certain way. And, I mean, yeah. David Robinson and Tim Duncan are, like, the guys you want to, like, marry your daughter. Tim was leaving money on the board consistently. Just, like, bread. Not just, like, oh, okay, I'll take, I'll restructure. Like, right. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, no, exactly. I'm just going to save really well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll just wear these, like, old navy. Right, right, right. Well, um, so we're gonna move, kind of keep it, keep it in the same flow. But we're gonna talk a little bit more about uh, summer league. It's been a, you know, very. Who have you been impressed by so far? I would say thus far in summer league. 
Um, I have to jump in here. Yeah. Who is a random dude that had 40 <laughs> with the Sixers? He was, he was like, in the league. Yeah. And, and, like, the Sixers G name? League team. Yeah, yeah I'm going to pull his name up. He was 0 for 6 and 3 last night. Though. Oh, was he? Was he? Uh, so that was like a one, yeah. one time. I think so. Because they played the Lakers and they, like, they wanted to lock him up. Yeah. It's, I'm going to get his name. But I think – but I think – but that's the crazy thing about – the NBA, right? Yeah. Does that forty point performance? Like, what does that What does that do for his career, yeah. though? Right? For, like, Forhan you think, you think... Cor- Korkmaz. Forhan Korkmaz. For Forkan Korkmaz. Forkan just... Korkmaz. Yeah, went for four. Oh, I, I won't even. I won't even attempt that. <laughs> I won't even. I won't even attempt. That I mean, play. I was reading some things saying like, well, Steph had forty, or LeBron had forty in summer league. Um, there's been a decent amount of players, but I did see like the list of players that go. Up. They are. You know, pretty impressive players. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right, like right. not him. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like there's like that. You know, like, like you do like statistics, and there's like that outlier that yeah. kid explaining data. Right, right, right. It's like LeBron, right? Because the way he was shooting that ball, I mean, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball wasn't going below his face. <laughs> right? like, he was catching it. It wasn't one of those games when you saw him, running, you know, oh, laying something no. down. It was he was getting set up a lot of the times. So he was really just feeling it. I mean, you know, it's it's great you're seeing that. Processes keep what about your boy? Is your boy from Michigan with LA? Yeah, like, he, 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 had, he had a rough time because he, he was the one that was underneath Marvin. Didn't he have more points in rebounds in that game? Than yeah, yeah, I think he, 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 he played he well. well. He's being but overshadowed he's, by being. But everyone keeps talking about Lakers not having shooters, like myself. Right. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, Twitter talking about that. But in the end, um, I mean, he's a shooter, isn't yeah. he? He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's, yeah he's a shooter. I would say, you know, he. I wouldn't put him in like a Dirk type of category as yeah, far as yeah. shooting the ball, but you know, I think he'll definitely continue to expand his game out there. I think he's a very strong eighteen foot shooter right now. Yeah. Putting him out to three and asking him to hit four threes a night in the NBA, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you got you got Makai Luke yeah. out there. Yeah, he's putting up some shots. So. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I gotta circle back. To my boy Trey Young, he did have twenty one eleven. I think he had twenty one eleven. How many shots? That's we'll see. It played. Yeah. I actually watched a decent amount of game because they played the Knicks. Yeah, he he. Um, what did he shoot? Four of twelve. Four of twelve. He's four of twelve. Three of nine from three. So yeah, that's, not good. That's and he had eleven assists. How many do you have the turnovers on there? Does it say that? ESPN does. I'm sure it does not break that down that far in some of Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I just don't know Trey Young. I I haven't seen enough for him to, to think that you can really put him on your. I mean, obviously he's very young, but even after he develops, I'm not sure if he's gonna be a Steph Curry. I don't think that by any means. I Is think, this what about that? You think the Mavericks pull one over on that on on the uh, on the Hawks with that? Like, what do you think this goes down in history as? Is this yeah. one of the worst? Uh, draft night trades on Atlanta Hawks, and like, I think from a pure talent like standpoint, you you, you can say that. I, I think there's a potential to say that because I do th- I do think that Doncic probably was the best player in the draft, just like pure talent wise and what he's done like yeah. from a professional standpoint. But I also think like the Mavs fit a need. They knew that. You know, the Hawks wanted to make a play. Right. I feel like when you're an organization like the Hawks, you're trying to give yourself relevancy. This is kind of how you entice fans in right. a team. Like, you move up. You show, like, I, we're committed to winning now. And I don't think Trey Young will be a bust, but they wanted a point guard. I don't know the Dennis Schroeder situation. Like, 
if he's still yeah, gonna be there. Right, right, right. So they they did what I mean. Obviously, like they were saying, sh- like Shea Gildress Alexander might be better, because Sexton might right, be better. Yeah. But from I think from a pure like a fan standpoint, Trey Young was a good draft. But this is what worries me though is that the whole thing, the big thing that Trey Young had, um, that uh, Colin Sexton, the other guys did it. Was that he could shoot the ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and like right now, he's not. This, this might be the worst summer league slump I think I've seen since watching summer league basketball. Yeah, just just from the ex, pure expectations. Yeah, to how he's shooting the ball, I think you shoot bad one game, that makes sense. Yeah, two. Okay, it's nerves. We have like a four or five game sample size, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying, like. I mean, yeah, it'll it'll it can smooth out through an eighty-two game season. Get me wrong. Yeah. I think he's really a low thirty percent, low thirty percent three shooter. I don't know if he's a, he's a selection. selection. Right. Yeah. And the selection he's going to be given when he's in Atlanta is not going to be. He's not. Gonna, no. I mean, who else are you going to key on in Atlanta right now? This this point in his career. I don't know. Team? But John Collins had thirty last night. I didn't even notice that. Is but what, good? Do you, what do you expect? What does Sean Collins do? I knew he dunk. I knew he could dunk. <laughs> I just didn't really know. There's a lot of players like that now. It's like, but here these buzz, these buzz teams are just like, what do? What are they good at? But I think when you're talking about when you go into the regular season and it's it's more of a run and gun. You yeah, know, it's, not, it's, it's not as like we're gonna really focus on seeing what this guy has. Summer league, you're really able. Coaches want to see what everybody has, so they can. Put a focus on it. Yeah. Collins. They can put a focus on. I mean, Trey Young is gonna get focused on this season. Oh, yeah. but like, do you ring the alarm? Like, if you're GM, I, are no, you, are you, do you ring the alarm? It's too early to ring the alarm. I think on on Trey Young. I mean, he has to get stronger. He has a lot. Of, oh, I think he has to yeah. improve on. But I'm I'm hopeful at the GM. I'm not gonna renege on my decision. I feel bad about my decision that quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hope he'll lift some weights. Things will change. Some positive things will happen for him, and I'll be looking like. I made the right decision at the end of the day. I'm not already ringing the alarm at the GM. It's too early in the process, but yeah, he, it's scary. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not what we expected. Um, you know, being <laughs> the first player to lead the division, division one in um, scoring and assists, you would expect a lot like a to lot. be there from yeah. that person. Uh, I don't know if he's going to fulfill the expectations that, that we have that, that are in place for him. So, uh, yeah. Um, so have you guys been checking out the the JBA league? Do you know anything about the JBA league with with Levar Ball? I know it's ma- like mainly if the no. it's the Lamelo the Lamelo Ball league. league. I know <laughs> that Lamelo's gone now. That's the extent. Of my is head. that is that natural or did he like? So. Is this like a Cisco? Thing? Yeah, I think it's, it kind of works for him though. Low key, I like it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I wasn't a big fan of the big fro. You like, like, like the you like the fro? Was that the Odell? It, it like made him look even. He's a skinny kid. It made him look smaller to me. Like he had so much hair and it's just like his body was just so feeble. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I would. I I I think it's. I mean, leaked him. Uh, I think the league's gonna fall too, but uh, <laughs> I mean, anyway, in, in reality, but um, I, I think it does make sense. It's, it goes to a conversation around like where where is college basketball right now? Yeah, right. What's the whole point of going one year of college to just go straight to? Kids aren't going to college to get an education. Not at all. It's it, it's, it's unrealistic. So there needs to be an outlet for it. Right. And I think why doesn't the NBA do what? Baseball does, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Draft them and say you have to do one year. Right. It's probably 
clearly a partnership between the colleges and, and the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Because most kids would just try to go directly to the NBA. If they, if they to the NBA right. and just not go to college. But and that would definitely destroy the revenue. But I I mean, listen, something something's gonna have to give. And I just think it makes sense. Why not draft draft um, players out of high school, put them directly into the development league for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then you can decide if you want to go that, to that more into that, in that league. And and also with the baseball, what they people don't know is that if you do go to um, right from high school to baseball to the those ranks, and you don't, it doesn't work out. It's in, in your contract as a clause that they pay for you to go to your school, so you don't have to miss yeah. out on your scholarship to go to school. So that's something that you know the NBA really wanted to invest in the development. League and there's a lot of things you can do to like really support academics yeah. if someone wanted to do it, but support someone's dream if they're 18 years old, 19 years old, and they have the ability to make a, make a big or I have, I have a really good one. How about you just allow people who don't get drafted to, to go, go back, back to school right. and play? Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. that was a big topic on this, yeah. like on the summer league game when I was watching with uh, Seth Phillips or I forget his name is like a ball guy and always on ESPN. Okay, but, um, they taught like. It's big for coaches because they want to get all these like fifth year transfers and you know people trying to figure out who's leaving. But just set a hard time, right? If you don't get drafted, X amount of days after you are allowed to come back. I just right. don't understand. Yeah, it just doesn't. It seems like it's just like a lot of like red tape, for right? No reason. Yeah, and it's I definitely agree. not in the benefit of the players, which the NCAA and student athletics should always be about. Yeah. So you don't see the JBA catching. Igniting, catching, catching popularity, thinking something that sparking yeah. the flash in the pan while the mellow balls. I don't even. And it's I just, I, I just, I just think, I think, think about it from a from a business perspective. Like you ever watch Shark Tank and they say, what stops, what stops a bigger competitor from just doing what you're doing, right? And putting more money into it. As soon as the NBA, let's say it did catch on, it started getting big, right? What doesn't? What stops the NBA from just saying, okay, like? They should do something with our development league. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's closer to – JBA is yeah. never going to be the NBA. Right, yeah. right, right, right. right. Yeah. And this is a lot closer to it. Yeah. So – I agree. I, I think that's the I think that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. I, I, um, yeah. No, not, do you think Mello – here's a question. Do you think – do you think Mello will – not Carmelo, but yeah. Mello will, <laughs> yes. Do you think he'll be a better NBA player than his brother? No. No. No, no. I, I think his brother has type of basketball IQ and basketball vision that's just a gift that yeah. you could see even before. Yeah. Um, he was leave at UCLA. I don't see any like prodigy type gift set. I mean, he's definitely an athletic. He's got the the length. He's tall. Handle the rock. He can shoot the ball. But I don't see any, you know, extraordinary gifts or anything that I think will. Put him past. He's an extraordinary gift for growth. I feel like I feel like Jesse, yeah. I don't know like what they were eating in Lithuania, but I feel like he came back. His voice got his voice got yeah, yeah, No, he came back taller. He's old. Is he? He's sixteen. I mean, sixteen years old now. So yeah, he's same age as my brother. So yeah, he's that's. He's, he's still on the puberty. So I mean, it was crazy. That's, that's actually that's kind of wild that he's only sixteen. Yeah. You never know what can happen. Too. He's, I think he's. I think he's gonna be really good. I really would. I would love to see him in college. That's a, yeah. Yeah. And that's gonna be tough. Now he can't. Right. He now can't he go. Was interested in right? right? But I would have loved to see him in in college, but at UCLA. So he. I think he would. From 
I mean, that, I mean, probably has, he has over a million followers on Instagram, right? Right. So I mean, he has notoriety, right? Can you imagine this, how mainstream oh, he would have yeah. been, like on the national TV schedule? UCLA, in LA, every night, every yeah. Yeah, every, every Wednesday and Saturday, he'd oh, yeah, he would be yeah. on there. It would have been, it would have been that that's true. Bonanza. That is very true. That is very true. So we have to see, we have to see what happens with him. I, I think he'll make the NBA. I think he has, yeah, yeah he'll, 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 he'll have that. But yeah. um, I, I don't know. Uh, so um, we pull Jello in there. <laughs> is like Jello, Jello even on a summer league roster? No, no, it's not on summer league roster. I don't. I mean, I was watching him work out on some on some uh, yeah. things on like Instagram videos. I just don't think he has uh, NBA talent. He's six foot six. I yeah, didn't realize I'm, he was that tall. Yeah. I, I thought he was. I thought he was six three. Now is he in the, is he in the JBA? I haven't seen him playing in the JBA. I don't, is he in the I don't, I don't think so. Why not? Why is he not playing? I'm not sure the strategy oh. of the uh, balls really. Just stay relevant. Yeah, I think much. there was a strategy until there was you know, Mike Tyson. Like everyone has a strategy. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I think that they had a strategy, and then it's not as straightforward as, as right. they thought. Like overseas basketball is hard. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. No, no one remembers Brandon Jennings averaged five points a game when he when he when he went overseas right. and then came to the league. Right. And like his rookie year, they had like fifty five. Like, <laughs> right, like, right, yeah. Like overseas basketball is a whole other animal. Right. Like, you yeah, just think right. you're gonna go over there and, and just eat. Yeah. 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 American. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. so. You know, thing have having said within the boxes of you know the one and done rules and the constraints and everything like that. There are you know a lot of teams this year and NCAA that we're looking at to be talented. Calipari kind of. Is the father of this baby that's this one and done thing, but now we're seeing Coach K really do that. You see what he has, you know, last year people like Mar- play like Marvin Bagley, you know, but he also can key players like Grayson Allen around too. He's kind of done a good job of doing both. Do you think he's surpassed now what Calipari has as far as what the co- what high school kids want to hear for one and done? Is he doing something different, or um, you know, is it just a time where everybody? Can, can snag, you know, a whole bunch of one-and-done players and it's just maybe it's coming off that way because we're rivals is ranking the players and we're putting a hype on, oh, you got the top five play, you got three of the top five players in the, in the draft. Yeah, I, in I, class. no, that's a really, that's a good, really good perspective. Yeah. It, it's almost, um, is it, is that the focus one-and-done? I think Calipari has said, my focus is to get people in get yeah. out and change their lives. Right, exactly. Right? Right. Wait, what is it, that's, and as a recruiting tool, that makes total sense. But how do you appeal to a 17, 18-year-old kid, 20-something-year-old kid, 30, whoever, whatever age, and right. just say, hey, my goal is to make you rich? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a recruiting tool, right? You know, right, right, it, makes, right. it makes total sense. I don't know if Duke – of course, I'm also a Duke fan. But I don't know if Duke's perspective is, hey, I, my, my thing is I want you to come in here and I'm going to make you rich. Right. I think it's – I think there's a – is an underlying theme yeah, that right. if you come here, you have a high chance of going to the NBA. Right, exactly. But they're recruiting top players. If you recruit the top five players, big yeah. chance, big percentage <laughs> chance. <laughs> they, they, they draft like what's really surprising though is that Duke in the past few years, I don't know from an assistant coach perspective what they're doing. Um, I don't know if it's a lot of USA basketball stuff and Coach K and 
they really, really are doing an amazing job recruiting top players. Like, yeah. like it used to, it was like, it's Kentucky, and then like Duke is really coming in, and Duke's like a hard school, right? right? Like, yeah. That's the thing. It's like right. Kentucky. No offense to anybody with the Kentucky, <laughs> just not in the same league yeah, as Duke from academic. an academic perspective. Absolutely. You have to go to class right. at Duke. And you can tell the kids that coach here are getting a one and done kids that have that mentality yeah. of, you know, one yeah, one being academics. Yeah. Not just- I think that's a big part of it also. Like Duke, the way you just they've just positioned themselves, you know, branding as a school, just academics, everything involved. Like players want to go there and do more. Like I think in Cam Reddish's mind, you know, like I'm going to the NBA. Right. Why not go to Duke where it's a situation where I'm in a from a national standpoint, I'm in a position where it's like, oh, he's a good kid. Right. I can say, I can come out and get a good Nike deal because it's like, I've never been a bad boy. You go to Kentucky and there is a narrative. What got him to Kentucky? Yeah, right. Yeah. What saying, is he yeah. doing in Kentucky? Yeah. He's definitely not going to class in Kentucky. You're not saying <laughs> that. Like, you could be in Kentucky actually caring about school, but it's like, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> right, right. So it's just, a, I think it's a part of it. And, you know, Duke just like, want, like being competitive again from, I'm not. They've always been competitive, but you know, being like going farther in the March Madness and such, like teams want to say, "Oh, okay, I want to com- like add to this legacy, right?" And continue with that. And I, I think that's also a big part of it. Yeah. But yeah, to have all those recruits, it's so crazy. it's actually wild. Zion Williamson, you have Cam Reddish. I mean, do is it pretty much are you having Duke as your favorite to to win to win next year? Early predictions. I mean, it's it's always it's it's, it's funny because now that. The further I get away from high school, the less I've, I've looked at all of the ranking sites. Yes. So usually a lot of times I'm really basing it off of um, what pops up on my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what pops definitely. up on my Instagram news feed. Yes. And then I say, oh, wow, this kid looks pretty good. Let me look at some highlights. So my, my dive isn't deeper, but right. just looking at the numbers of how good a lot of these kids are. Right. Yeah, yes. And where they rank, right? I mean, it's hard to say that Duke isn't going to be like a clear-cut kind of favorite moving moving in. I mean, I definitely think they doesn't really matter the age at this point or experience yeah. in the college basketball level. I, I think that the talent level that you have, talking about Zion Williamson, you're talking about you know Cam Reddish, what what Duke has. Those are those are. Already next level talent, yeah. you know. So you know, RJ Barrett, and that's the number one player. That's the number one player, player RJ Barrett. Yeah, there. and I, I just really couldn't remember his name. Here's the thing, though, and this might be a hot take. I'm on the. I don't know if Zion Williamson is that good. I don't think so either. I I don't know if he's really that. <sighs> what you 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 train you train a lot of a lot of kids. Right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. You train a lot of kids. He's really unskilled. Like, I mean, just from a pure basketball, can he shoot? Does he actually use his other hand? I don't think so. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's a very, he has a very like rock. He goes back and forth. He like it's cross. He has one one go to move. And yeah, and I like, think it's a crossover you. where it works because people are like, I'm afraid he's just gonna run me over. So he makes, <laughs> he makes one move, and I'm right, right, I'm right, jumping. Right. I, yeah, because I, I watched him play. Like I watched the McDonald's like All American game, and he had to leave early with an injury. But players were going at him. Yeah, like right. he, he really could only go left. And outside of like bullying people, it's like we're also big too. We're you know we're top recruits. Right. 
He went out. Yeah, because he went out that game. He heard his book is dumb. Or yeah, dumb. but the, the reason why he tried, yeah, yeah he because to he was go, someone was going at him. Right. I think it was the North Carolina commit. Commit. Yes, and he was going at him, and right. he was trying. He poked the ball away, right. got the ball back, and he's like, "I'm getting to the hole." Absolutely. And he forced yeah. it. Yeah. So we'll see. And yeah. I think it was good for him to be in a situation where he's not. He doesn't need to be the best player on his college team. Yeah. He can just get his skills right. He'll I think be he's strong. The one he'll be big. All right. He's the one everybody knows about. Exactly. Talks about because like we even forgot. You no, know, RJ Barrett number one, but it's Canadian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. About. Canadian but basketball. It's is, something else. It's, it's, yeah. it's starting to really. I mean, when I, when I was playing AAU, it was like little rumblings. You hear Andrew Wiggins was a big one. Yeah. When I was playing high school basketball, um, and you were like, "Oh, there's some people up there," but you didn't take it that serious. Whereas now, there's a every year there's talent. There's so lit. much talent coming out of that area. Really, really quick. So uh, I know I, I definitely see that. Um, what else we're going to talk about here with that? Um, so, you know, just going with uh, the topic of, you know, the one and done players these days, they have, they're on social media, they're on Instagram, they're on, you know, Twitter, there's yeah. all these sites that kind of putting videos of them doing everyday stuff, we're always interviewing them, recording them. When we were coming up, that was something that was, that was growing. I don't think it was anywhere near no, what it is now. Uh, you know, what, what, how do you think that impacts, you know, these players, their mindsets, and their ability to be ready for life outside of basketball and, you know, with basketball? You know, how, how does that all, you know, factor in with how I think they've been changing technology, social media? I think I think what's crazy it just – Looking at, I look at some of these players, right? High school players. And you played, you played with some, some of the no, yeah, players when you were in high school. It's it funny. I just want like one of my good friends about it. And, and you're in high school. Can you imagine how much followers you would have on on Instagram? <laughs> think about the think about the impact when we were when we were younger. It was you make a video on your phone. You maybe put it on YouTube. Right. See. And you're trying to get some following that way, or you get on the website, get your video up there, yeah. or, or pictures, or whatever. Right now, a finger roll can go viral, right? <laughs> right. Like right. a finger roll can go viral. You have hundreds of thousands of followers, right. a cult following, this early. I just, I think I would get nervous about. I can't imagine what college coaches are are dealing with from an ego perspective. Yeah, yeah. just to say, I'm bringing in a kid that has. 400, 500,000 followers right. on, on on social media. And I'm going to have to coach him yeah. and break him down and get him aligned with our program. Yeah, right. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, what do you what do you do from that perspective? It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's a whole different world. Right, yeah. right, right. Can you imagine right. being 17 years old with 500,000 followers on Not Instagram? Late. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm playing at like. Dykeman tournaments, and, like, <laughs> right. people are hyping me up, running in the crowd, right. and it's all like a lot of the time with these players, it's like the sensationalized players. Like these aren't necessarily the best players, right? right. Like they're not going like you know Jelly Fam, like they're going to the, obviously like top schools, right. but they're not going to the Dukes in mm-hmm. North Carolinas, and they need to go to these programs and learn how to win and right. be like develop other skills. And yeah. it definitely will be like something that's you know a transition for them. Yeah. Right, absolutely. I think. Um, Trying to think the the founder the the founder of Jolly Fam he's at Minnesota Isaiah Washington yeah exactly but look at Isaiah Washington his rookie his freshman year I guess wasn't as exactly what they expected but you know the way going in he had so much hype 
like you said, off a finger roll. Because, yeah. you know, he was sensationalized as a player from, from that move right there. So I thought he was going to be one and done. Just from the hype. Just from what you saw. I look on my Instagram, and he would come up, when he was in high school, he would come up, you know, every single day. Something. Somebody posted a video or whatever. Yeah, he averaged eight points. Who was the most sensationalized player, I think, when we were coming up? I'm gonna go with Brandon Jennings, I think. For from for me, B, BJ was worth it. All right, <laughs> like, BJ. I remember one time we we were at I think we were at Rutgers, and he played after us. Um, and it was funny because I was like, uh, I saw I read I saw him, and at the time he was like, he's like a god. Like you, you walk by me, he had right. he had the fade, right. Right? <laughs> right? And I just wanted to say, wanted to say what's up. Like, yeah, so I was like such a fan, right? right. So, and he's only like. You know, one or two years older. Right. So he plays after us, and I remember him. He he was like doing all of this stuff that I would get pulled out of the game <laughs> and never get back in the game. Right. For it. He was throwing a ball behind his back, right. like borderline Jason Williams elbow passes <laughs> like right. in the middle of the game. Right, right, right. And I was like, wow, everything he does on YouTube is real. You're saying, oh, they're cutting the tape and yeah. whatever. No, no, no this is doing it. No, he's doing and it. You played against. Right, you, yeah, you yeah, played against. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing is, you were excited to see him. <laughs> I was the exact opposite. <laughs> <to see him. laughs> I was, you know, I was, at that point, I wasn't someone that was getting a lot of play time. I was coming off the bench mainly for like defensive purposes, and I knew if I came in, I'd be guarding Brandon Jennings. Yeah. So I mean, it was something that that was. He was doing the stuff that we saw, we saw on Nixon. He was having fun with it. Like, yeah, yeah. like for me, I'm thinking. You know, we gotta play fundamentally. I'm, I'm thinking just play fundamentally sound. Here's a guy that's just sees the game of basketball like a like an art form yeah. almost. Like he's do, he's in his own little world and he's doing whatever the heck he wants to do. Uh, and when he wants to turn it on, he could he could fill it up. See, work. see, and I think that's and I think that's the thing. You know, especially that you did you see probably with a lot of kids and is that there's guys that just start off with natural ability that it's just God gifted yeah, that, yeah, right. but eventually skill. You take a guy like Jason Tatum. I don't think he has an unbelievable natural ability, right? I think that he's worked and gotten oh, gotten a lot. Kemba yeah, Walker, right. he's like Kimber, worked, yeah. gotten a lot better. Right. Yeah. Guys like Brandon Jennings, Tariq Evans, like when they were in high school, OJ Mayo, right? right? They had the cameras in their face all the time. They had the well. cameras. Right. They just had God-given natural right. ability that you you really can't teach, right, right? Right, right, right? You really can't teach. But if you look at what happens when they get to the NBA, yeah, yeah. skill, player development, right. hard work right. is what keeps you in yeah, the league. That's right? true. That's, yeah, that's, true. I, that's why, I, yeah, Tariq, like we're seeing that, like in transition now, like in terms of like three-point shooting, like, right. he averaged 18 last year, I'm pretty okay. sure. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's learned because right. you come in and you're like, ah, I can just go off here too. And it's like, right. oh. But that's what, like, I wanted to say him when I was talking about free agents oh. that we're excited about because I'm also a big Thunder fan. So you think Thunder making? They were. It was rumored that he liked that he, you know, would want to sign with the Thunder. So I think he would fit in there. But yeah, definitely to your point, mm-hmm. it definitely it's a transitional period. You really have to work, and I think this social media, like celebrity, kind of like takes you away from right, that. Right, 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 like, right, right. Oh, I mean, I'm late. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Think about. Think about also, and I know we're, we're not leaving until we um, talk about our boy Drake. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but like you know, you look at some of these players just to have somebody such as Drake 
say something to you. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Right, like that doesn't. That's crazy. I, I mean, I don't know how personally. I would I could go to practice and, yeah. and listen to coach talk to me when I'm like I just DM yeah, yeah. Drink. yeah. I, I can't listen to you yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah exactly right. 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 this is the high school that had with Young in an OVO jacket on before yeah. he before he's taking the jump shot in the league yeah how he, like, he was promoting it <laughs> He has a nickname. He goes comments on something called him Ice Trey. <laughs> <laughs> He's connected. He hasn't scored one point in an actual regular season NBA no, game. Right, right. You know, right, Scorpio Jack. Right. Like Drake was like, I need him to promote this album. <laughs> yeah. Can you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. not like, oh, like he didn't hit up Drake. I'm sure he didn't say like, Kay, please send me a jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, oh yeah. hook him up. So yeah, Drake took one. Yeah, that's that just shows how how social media can yeah. really make Someone, anyone, really, Social media celebrity is an overnight. Oh you know, God. someone can turn from nothing to something. So if you, I mean, you have a kid, and like if you have, if you, like, you know, like me, like, like my son, right? I remember it was really big to get exposure. You had to play AU. Right. You had to. Now, I'm saying you, you still probably should play AU or not. But if you, you go can, to the right camps. If you, you do go, the right things, <laughs> you go to the right camps. You go to the right things. You like, that. You I can, mean, AU just. It's fun. You can't lie. How yeah, yeah, yeah. No, AU is a lot of fun, but it's just the, the amount of direct marketing exposure for your talent. Yeah, right. It, I think it's it's more of a merit based um, platform now, right? right? Like before, it was it was a lot of who you know, how you can get on a website, how can you do this, right? right? right Especially right. in local areas, right. local sites, whatever. Um, now it's really. Merit, you the information all out there. Right. You put up thirty at this camp. It's on. It's right. It's up there. Right. right? right, like, right, right. It's not. It's not like you don't gotta go through files yeah. and word of mouth. This person's tell this person. Like, did you hear about this person that dropped thirty at this camp? Yeah, yeah I hear what you're saying. Right, right, right. So you know, you did. You touched on it. We do have to. We do have to go there. Um, we were bringing in the the, the music and uh, uh, Trey Young and how they how they intertwine and like that. Drake just dropped now. You need, you need to use Trey Young. It's the classic. It's the classic. Here's the question: Is this? I I got the feeling that you weren't you weren't the biggest fan of Scorpion. I yeah. I think, and I don't like to judge an album. It's only been a week, right? I don't like to judge an album too fast. But I think it might be his best body of work. Yeah. With that, with, without a doubt, I think this is the album. He gave you everything. He gave you a double disc. What can you say? I hate when he sings. <laughs> I hate when he. You I hate. You sound like you sound like the the, the exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 like reading it off. Like I hate when he sings. That. He giving you everything. Like yeah, he from a pure rap standpoint. Because the the debate of like he can never be the greatest rapper of writing the lyrics and whatever. whatever. From an artist, from a hip hop artist, right? Hip hop engulfing, like, you know, rap, everything, right? He has to be the greatest artist of our hip hop artist of our generation. Like with without a doubt. Before we go too far, yeah. Let me take a Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to not even talking about the music or the lyrics, because I think it was very well put together. I mean, people say it's like a collection. I like the I like the flow of the, a lot of parts yeah, exactly. of the album. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and I like a lot of the a lot of the song. My problem comes from he just looking at it from like a literal perspective. He 
went to Pusha T and had said a little things, talked about his fiance and significant other. Mm-hmm. Pusha T responded, and then his response is that you know he really doesn't. He he's over this. He's a nice guy now. Like, I don't know why you guys are doing this. He's, but before you had this whole thing, I was like, I'm a dog. Like you say, even on the album, I'm a you know I'm a uh, what is it? I'm a, What's the what's I'm the line? A wild <laughs> you're saying you're all this stuff, but then at the same time, I'm always my problem with Drake is like he has an identity crisis. He doesn't know yeah, what I, he I, wants, yeah, I, and I think if you want to be a dog, if you want to, if Pusha T went at you the way, and I know that uh, some of the hip hop elites got involved and kind of settled him down and calmed him down, things like that. But at the same time, if that's who you are. It doesn't matter who steps in. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that's what you put out. You're not going to put out the opposite saying, like, you came back at me too hard, so now I'm the nice guy. And that's my problem with Drake on the album. I think the album, as far as the music, I think it's very beautiful. I think a lot of songs are really well put together. And I like a lot of the songs on the album. I like Side A more than Side B. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. there's definitely some hits on Side B. Um, I, just, I, just think it, I just think it's tough. All right. Like, I think when Pusha T said what he said, right? Right. I mean, I, I think it's I don't think Drake was prepared to get that dirty. That was like, there's a lot of diss records that I've, yeah. I've heard in hip hop through the years. He really took I mean talking about his mom, his dad, forties health, yeah. right? Like just really just he getting gave him bars. Gritty. He gave him bars. He he, he he really gritty. I think Drake is it guys. I think it gets to a point where Drake is so mainstream, if Drake was to get that gritty and like, grimy, I don't know if that would have been a good move for him. Like, yeah. like, like, I don't know if you could drop side B and do that. Right, you know, like, right, right? Like, I don't know if you, you could have- You can't put the side yeah. B. You, you can't have this B no, and get that. And I think also, you talked about the elites, collateral damage would have been Kanye. Yeah, because yeah. It, like it seems like I, I don't think Pusha T. No offense to Pusha T, and I love Pusha T. I did all the grinding beats on the tables. Like <laughs> Drake wouldn't be able to get that deep in the mud, right? Yeah. And I think Kanye would have been collateral damage, right? Uh, because I think it would have been really hard for Drake to find enough information on Pusha T to create a out to create a diss track that outside of a the just a regular hip hop community. Yeah would care about, right? right you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. But Kanye, there's enough content right, 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 right. there to yeah. make a broader scale war right, with, you know, yeah, right. with, with him. And I don't think, I think Kanye saw that coming down right. the pipe and was like, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're pull this back. So Brooklyn's in the house, so we gotta definitely go there. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta definitely go there and hear what, what, our, what our guy Les gets to say about this, because this is, it's, it's, a, it's the, the mecca yeah. music. I mean, I, I love the I love the little quick back and forth. I I, I, I it's kind of safe to say that Pusha. I don't want to say one, and I only don't want to say one because I really don't think this hurt Drake in any way. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it helped Pusha T. So he definitely did get notoriety. But I think that kind of proved the point that Drake was making in the first place. Like, you just threw your clout chasing essentially. Like, you threw my name out there. I gave you back. Dumpy freestyle to me is nice. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't really, and that to your point, I don't think he could have gotten better than that because he's saying, like, you call someone a fraud once, how many times can you say it a different way? Like, he takes Pusha T's a fraud. He said it before 
But last summer when he yeah. dropped sneaking, right. he's doing it. Like, there's only so much you can give to someone as Pusha T. Like, he doesn't want to go to the – like, he's going for top heads. Yeah. And, like, I think Drake is also extremely strategic in that just the way he puts out music. Meek Mill, him conquering that was big for him because he had the narrative that he was soft. So he went at a known felon. It wasn't like he's like a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah, went yeah. at someone literally was just in jail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's connected in Philly. There's definitely people who would do things to Drake for Meek Mill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and for him to do that, that was big for him. He to, went at Fuckmaster Flex, right. went at Meek Mill. And I, yeah, so in terms of just that battle, I think Drake just kind of chalked it up. He said, all right, you got yours, and I'll just address everything on my album. Because I think that was another part of it. Because he mentioned the fiance, but he really, he didn't say anything offensive. He said, I yeah. put a ring on oh, it, yeah. like Virginia Williams. Like, he he brought up the kid, and I think that was like a, a thing for Drake where he was like, it's probably better for me to really address the situation and just be like, Oh, you said I have a kid. Make up a quick line about it. Right. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay. So, what songs on the album do you do you like? Well, if you had to, I gotta pull up the discography. Put the, your top three songs from side A and side B. I well, that's too difficult for you. Oh well, well, like well we're, gonna like go, <laughs> we're gonna go strong top three. I'm not gonna include. I'm not gonna include God's plan and I'm upset because yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I'm upset it's not in the top three, but God's plan is like that's a no-brainer. I was like the single yeah. came out. I'm gonna go emotion on this game. Emotionless. Okay. Oof. That's I a think, good one. I, like that's like that's really good. No, no one really talks about how the last song on every Drake album. Oh my god! It's always fire. <laughs> Even on a what was the one uh, with. Fat, fabulous <laughs> future. What was that? Oh, was that? Uh, oh, 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 I know. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 30 for 30 yeah, freestyle. 30, yeah, 30, like, 30 that freestyle. was like, yeah, I did right. not exceed that. Drake, does, Drake just, and that's just like, I don't know if he just goes into Super Saiyan, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where you know, like LaMelo Ball posts Lithuania, <laughs> yeah. right? Where it's like he just turns into a different human being. But so, I'm gonna go, is there, is there more? Um, motionless, is there more? And, um, I would say. I would say I really I like Sandra's Rose. Yeah, I like Sandra's Rose a lot too. And on B, I like I'm really like in my feelings is is, is oh my yeah um geeky yeah do you like um blue tent blue tent with future yeah. future is, is you know I'm not going to include nice for what because that's yeah exactly that's like the single and March March 14th but yeah March 14th I think is yeah. I think there's no debate that that's a great yeah, yeah. song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Again, yeah. the last song <laughs> right. of every of, matter no what. matter what it is. Yeah. Drake can release like a children's album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> the last song will be lit. The last song will yeah. be lit. For me, like, I cannot stop listening to nonstop. I listen to it nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hard hitter. I'm a bar spitter. <laughs> like, that's just so lit. And that's another thing I've always appreciated about Drake. He's gotten his fame, and he's always put people on. Like, you have this Take Keith guy making beats. Like, right. He was making Block Boys beats. Now he's making Drake beats. Right, yeah. he, Drake is taking samples from artists we've never heard of. Right. Like, those two girls uh, that he has, I forgot on what song. Oh, so um, from the city. Um, yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, that's on. Uh, in my feelings. In my feelings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those two girls, he put them on, like, 
she had to turn herself in because she was doing fraud. Yeah, she was a scammer. But like she said, the notoriety that she got, she didn't go to, she didn't turn herself in because she wanted to big up that. She said, what Drake did for me was unlike anything. Like it's just what he, like I love that. Like he's such a part of hip hop culture. Like his relationships with like, uh, Twenty One Savage. He said. He said. Twenty One said that. Twenty One's like, I don't know why people are going at him. What yeah. he does for up and coming artists is yeah. like insane. He just, he just hops on tracks and helps. I don't know. It's a, it's a charity work. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like, like who is Block Boy JP? Yeah. <laughs> and that song is that. It was like the song of the spring. Like, see, but this is this is what I'm hearing because I hear that it, I'm putting correlation because I'm seeing. This is a great person. You bring everybody together. You bring the no-name people and put them in a great situation. That's a LeBron James in the NBA. Leslie is very open about talking about how much he's not that much of a LeBron James fan. So why would you say oh, Drake see, is yeah. different? See, I, I, yeah, this is yeah, not, yeah. you have to. I, I was thinking that this was a LeBron James correlation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I like the, the idea of the LeBron James correlation to me makes sense because you have like people saying that Drake isn't the best like skilled artist but he dominates. Right. And I would agree like with the idea of the comparison. However, I think Drake has the skill. I've always been on that side of it also. I think Drake has what LeBron James might be missing in terms of the go. Drake has the accolades. He has the his hand on the culture. And he has the skill to me. His albums to me have always been, you know, hits. He has never had any any any, any flops. You wouldn't you wouldn't say there are any any weak albums that, that he's put out. I, like, I, I I think there's been general consistency. I think that he hasn't had an album. I think Take Care, but he was just so early on. It was. I think I think I think Take I think Take Care was really good. He hasn't had that album that pops, but I think he's also the more I think about it, he's in a he's not in a, this is this isn't an album generation. Like, you know, yeah. like whereas it's really now. It's about singles, right? Yeah, album right. sales don't make you the money right, right, right. that you use. I mean, you look at Yay, what Yay and um and Pusha T did, like where it's kind of ideas. Like I just gave you seven songs. Right, right, right. Yeah, makes total sense because we're not making money off album sales. Yeah, right, right, right. Like I just need to get my name back out there so I can tour. Yeah, so I so, no, it really essentially yeah. is a touring thing. So it's just. I think for me, I mean, you know, I, I'm a. I should be on the fence because I, I like Drake. I can't say I don't like Drake. I've mm-hmm. listened to every Drake album, but the it's almost like the opposite. Like I feel like I want more of a dog mentality. Like, I'm not someone who's struggling with the identity crisis almost. Um, and the difference is in that even how he talks and how he sounds in different albums from the first one to the last one, how he dresses. And people are going to change. People are going to evolve. But his evolution is something that maybe more than we've seen from most artists uh, yeah. from who he is. And I just think. I don't embrace that the same way because you the same way you said maybe like LeBron's like a chameleon. He's someone who can just switch up. He's always trying to like do something uh, a way different than maybe with people before him, the Kobe and the Jordan, like mm-hmm. that mentality of way of doing it. So for me, I just I think I'm the opposite. I'm like I want somebody who has an identity and stay true to that identity all the way through. And I just yeah, Drake's changed so much. That that that's for me. Yeah. But yeah. I I hate like, I hate that. The island accent that he does. <laughs> like, at first it started and yeah. it started in just the songs. Right, 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 right. Right, right. like, well, controller. It, and then it, and then it, like, started to morph into a general way he talks. Like, you and, know, and he talks it, differently. Like, I don't know. Like, right, that, right. Like, like, to me, that's, like, yeah. that's corny, Drake. Right, right. Um, But, I get what you mean. It's just, like, the correlation between him and LeBron James is just, like, from a, 
I think it's it's a really really good comparison. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's no, but I definitely agree. I like you know, emotionless. It was my favorite on the album, hands down. I probably listen to it every day, yeah. Yeah. a couple times a day. It's a great album. Yeah. Great eight album. out of ten was one that wasn't brought up. I like eight out of ten. I don't know. Eight out of ten is really good. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sneaky. I I don't really like its placement on the album. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I, I like the reason the reason why I don't. Yeah, that it, group, that like immediate group follow surrounding it. Like, like it came right after I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like he should have moved it up. I feel like he should have moved it up. Maybe after survival, because when you go from I'm upset, like the vibe changes so quick. Yeah, like yeah. almost it, it almost changes too quick, right? right? Like right. it's like I'm upset, uh, right? And, like, and then and then like. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and then like it just switches like right, completely, right, right. Yeah, and I just feel like it didn't flow directly into it. So right. like I, I find myself like I was driving here and I'm like listening to it. Like, wow, <laughs> this song's actually right. a lot better yeah. than I thought. But it's just the flow. Yeah, it just didn't flow. I don't know. Ratchet Happy Birthday. I, don't, I, don't I think it's the worst song he ever made. I, I, I really <laughs> think he doesn't like it. I, I think this is the worst song he's ever made. <laughs> I, I, in, I, in my humble opinion, I think it's the worst thing ever. But the rhythm and the flow of it, I think it's <laughs> the the content's awful. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. But the, the beat and the rhythm, I like your beat. I like it. That's the worst song you've ever heard. I guess yeah. Like when you listen to it, it is like, what is this song? Yeah, it's just fucked it. Yeah, they want it to be my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, wait, I don't know if you get down to this song. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up yeah, for our first nice. episode. Uh, first, lock yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah lock like, it in. First one's done. Thank look you. Look out for more content. Yeah. We're gonna have, we got to have some guests in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of like, a lot of things kind of planned out. Max. Right. So, uh, also, let's plug Get Ranked Basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah follow at Get Rank Basketball on Instagram. Uh, Facebook.com slash Get Rank Basketball. Um, or just go to our website. Check us out at www.getrankedbasketball.com. Check out what we're doing. It's based out of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. We're doing some uh, individual and small group basketball training, trying to help kids get, get better. And then we're doing this podcast to kind of uh, give kids and you know people around our age something to listen to, something yeah. to, to talk about things that are going on um, in our world. Uh, that you may not always, you know, have on your your social media or on TV. So, uh, yeah, so definitely check us out. We'll be producing a lot more going forward. Um, so, I'm Dre, Mr. Devon, and Les. Les, checking out. Thanks for yeah. checking in. Peace. Peace.